두둥 넷플릭스 두둥 You fucking fucking guy, Quake. You a real son of a bitch. Yeah, but yeah, music artist does something kind of revolutionary, and then um, it slowly bleeds into mainstream culture and becomes everywhere. Yeah, and it becomes its own genre at some point. You know, the easiest heavy metal. (laughs) Well, yeah, the biggest example with like current music to me is um, Sophie basically created hyperpop, right? Like a very Uh synthetic anti-pop sort of sound. And it's gotten so prominent now that like there's like a popular K-pop group that very much stole Sophie's sound. Well, I mean, like you know, dubst or not? I got dub set up a little bit. Uh, Rigatone, right? There's that whole lawsuit with Rigatone right now. Oh, Rigatone, yeah, yeah. Dubstep was around for so long before it became mainstream, and then when it did become mainstream, it it did not sound like what I thought what dubstep used to sound like. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't even necessarily mean it has to become mainstream. I just mean that, yeah. you know, an artist or even like a, 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 an artist's um, well, single album or sometimes just a couple songs from a single artist just kind of spin off their own genre. And it doesn't have to necessarily have to be you know, huge, but uh, mm-hmm. kind of track it to like, oh, well, this all started with this, this guy's sound. The Ramones. <laughs> the Ramones, the uh, documentary. Ladies and gentlemen, Daramones. Daramones. Oh, I'm over here at Daramones. And I guess uh, another, the Sex Pistols, they weren't very good in my opinion, but that one Sex Pistols show in Manchester, fucking... uh, Yeah, everybody was there. Division was there. Fucking the Buzzcocks and all sorts of shit. Allegedly. At this point, everyone said that they were at that show, I think. I think I was there, too, you know? Yeah, I was there. I wasn't born yet. That's why we decided to do this podcast. Mm -hmm. Never mind the Buzzcocks. Let's talk about Netflix. Let's talk about Netflix. This is content sewer. We talk about Netflix. Netflix. Mm, That's the porn vision of Netflix that... Did Netflix is sued out of existence? I'm, man, the, does that exist? I can't that believe there isn't in Netflix. Yeah, yeah, they're probably worried about a lawsuit. The, the Google ad, the first Google ad I get for it is the top five hookup sites 2023. Those are just ads, though. So, <laughs> um, so what is it now? They got Netflix gifts and merchandise for sale on Redbubble. Well, there you go. It doesn't look like there's like a prominent Netflix. That's too bad. I guess maybe you're right. They might get sued, but it's got to be like parody law, right? I don't, uh, know, I, don't, I don't know how law works. Yeah, well, yeah, you think parody law would protect them, but you mean it's also sometimes just not worth fighting a lawsuit, mm-hmm. even though you're in the right. Yep. Well, luckily, we'll never get sued for this podcast about Netflix original films. Hopefully, I don't know how the law works. Maybe we're constantly breaking the law, but uh, fuck it, I don't care. What are they gonna do? I ain't got any money. What are they going to take from me? You steal my shoes? I don't think so. <laughs> they can take my shoes. life. Oh, you wait. Take my life. 
<laughs> but you can't take my freedom. I think. Well, unless they put me in jail, then yeah, I guess they do take you freedom. I mean, when you when you when you rack a man and you uh, uh, the movie doesn't really show this, but he was like drawn and quartered, and they disemboweled him too. Yeah, yeah, parts of him were displayed displayed in different cities. Real fun stuff. Uh, but I consider that taking my freedom. Well, you did. Well, you yeah. did, son. And you don't exist in the world of Jung Yi, where you can uh, have your brain downloaded into an Android. a robot body, and sometimes have it re-downloaded a million times over and turned into a sex robot. Oh, uh, we'll get to that. Uh, uh, the the sex, sex robot, robot theme, I was like... Sex robot. I was like, man, they, maybe in the hands of a better director, this movie might have been interesting. But that sex robot scene really illustrated to me, like, not understanding the, like, radical philosophical nature that could have been explored with this screenplay. <laughs> oh, you see, some issues with how kind of like, oh, okay. We're well, just going to really, touch on stuff, huh? Yeah, it's really soft and uh, easy to consume when really what the, the philosophical stuff that's in this story should be presented in a much darker way. But since this is like a Netflix film made for, you know, mass consumption, they're real soft touch with everything. And then there's some reactionary shit in it. Like, hey, I was totally fine with turning my mom into a killer soldier, but if you're going to turn her into a sex worker, mm-mm. That's the line too far. You crossed the line. I didn't cross the line when I turned my mom into a uh, killer robot, but when she's a sex robot, that's too far. Yeah, well, you know, um, she was already a killer robot before, so it was <laughs> fun to do it when she does. Right. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Content Sewer. We review Netflix originals. I'm Tigers Kyle. That's uh, Rat Sean, Rat Scabies. Ooh. From The Damned. But your name is Rat Scabies now, like the guy in The Damned. Um, yeah, Netflix original films. We watched Jung Yi. Uh, before that, though, you check out the latest uh police execution video. Uh, uh no, I don't watch them anymore. Uh, I don't see a man get executed. That's just been never fun. The, the rollout for this one, you know, they put a lot oh, of yeah. marketing into it. Um, the, the early reviews were saying, you know, it really harkens back to some uh, other uh, black some of the great hits. You know, it harkens back to classics like Rodney King and. Blah blah blah. Uh, if fucking gross, our country is horrifying. <laughs> Something about the, the 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 marketing campaign essentially for this one was like I was like, oh, we we're fucking done, aren't we? Well, they're just you know they're trying to tamper down all uh, the reaction to it. Like, uh, yeah, just but I mean, like the kind of a gross. Well, really like, so there's one aspect of it is, yeah, the, the police departments around the country and just law enforcement in general are trying to, um, you know, get prepared, right? You know, that's like their motive is, uh, you know, we gotta fuck it. We'll release it Friday evening so that no one is at work in a government building, right? You know what I mean? That's like their motivation. But like the mainstream media, mass media, how they were like the. Countdown to the Tyree Nichols execution or lynching, you know what I mean? Just the way. Well, they I mean, like that it. whole. Oh my gosh! I don't watch news media for kind of that reason. You yeah, know what I mean, it's just all that. It's become. I guess see, here's. I, I'll just boil it down to what I think the the whole problem is. You know, with everything, uh, capitalism is like a as a way to run an economy. Um, you know, with certain guardrails and laws in place, I think it's probably perfectly fine. The issue is when you turn capitalism into like your moral or ethical 
drive for everything where you know it's all about how much money you're making so it's okay you know it's okay to push this kind of bullshit because we're making money you know what i mean mm. um it's okay to treat your workers like shit oh because the company as a whole is making money and like the the decision making is diffuse and you know we gotta we have an obligation to the stockholders it's all that same bullshit you know mm. it's just you don't have any moral ethical obligation to do the just the right thing because it's good for the for you and the in the people around you and everyone it's you know it's all about how much money you're making well yeah a good example of that is um what they spend millions of dollars on fare evasion policing fare evasion in new york like more than they actually lose on fare evasion and then also it's public transportation so it's not supposed to generate income anyways right but you know what i mean it's income neutral that's perfectly fine or that's that's a success in my opinion well, I mean, it even it doesn't even need to be income neutral to me. It's a public. Well, I know, service, I agree. I disagree. You know, but like, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I disagree in that. I don't think capitalism, even with regulation, is. And I, I have a philosophical disagreement. I don't think capitalism is a good economic system, and especially not the way it, like you said, it bleeds into social cohesion, uh, human philosophy, just everyone's every day-to-day life is infected by the negative aspects of capitalism i mean there's i don't know if there's a perfect solution or anything but well capitalism doesn't seem to be working and i guess vaguely jung Yi agrees kind of <laughs> i don't know it's hard to tell you it's know in there a little bit right sort of i think i've mentioned it before um much like the United States recently, uh, South Korea's uh, media, um, specifically their movies, you don't like the mainstream everyday boomer media of Korea, which I watch occasionally, like variety shows and shit. There's nothing uh, there. They don't even they'll have like K-pop girls come on and explain to them like I had to starve myself. Um, I didn't get to go to school. I don't have any friends. Blah blah. blah. You know, like they'll describe inhumane working conditions about being a k-pop about it you know what i mean so like that aspect of their media is not questioning anything but even their movies which do a lot of times have um, motifs and themes that have to do with anti-capitalism or just social stratification that exists in south korea or in this this one kind of i guess the uh, is sort of alluding to the korean war but like you know the soft touch you know but a lot of times that stuff's in there but it's not there's not any impact to it there's not any major criticism to it like squid game right like it's in there but you know it's mostly just to set up the game <laughs> you know, to, it's, so game, they, it's so they can have a battle royal series you know which is especially apparent now now that the creator is has just completely oh man i don't give a fuck do a yeah, let's do a do sequel a, spin-off let's do it baby do a real squid game sure netflix whatever <laughs> fuck it i don't care um south korea's got that going on this movie is a pretty a really good example of it right because it has like i said the screenplay which apparently is written by yun sung oh the director has that stuff in there but it's not it doesn't really have anything to say about it right it's like set dressing but then there's also like not it's also not a good like character study you know it's really hollow in that aspect too and it's the pacing of it is interesting i think in the hands of another director it would be really cool to build up to jungi like just going on a massacre at the end right 
But like that doesn't really happen at the end either. It just becomes like a lame action, action sequence. Yeah. yeah. That's the whole I, I guess we've I've said this about a few movies we watched recently. It's like it just doesn't feel like it knows what it wants to be. It's not about anything, right? I mean well, it's vaguely yeah. about it has story beats in it. But then right? yeah, and then it's not action-y enough to, to carry it on just the action merits alone. And the action isn't good enough for that. Well, big thing. So this movie is completely different than I thought it was going to be because uh, Netflix is definitely advertising it as um, a fucking action movie, right? At least from what I saw. And it's not. It's tr- kind of trying to do like Ex Machina, but like really bad. Like the the movie is supposed to be about, I think, vaguely, um, what it means to be a human, the conflict between being a human and corporations and capitalism, and then also the relationship between mother and daughter and her trying to reconcile if there was any value in her own life or her mother's life and blah, blah, blah. You know, there's a lot of, like, big things in some of the concepts that are introduced in the movie, but then none of them are explored. It it just becomes, like... Pain pine like fucking save the cat shit, right? It's fucking it's got all the yeah. story beats in there, but it's not about anything. It doesn't have anything to say. Except for um don't sell your brain to a corporation, which is fucking obvious anyways, right? You, yeah, well, you would, I don't know, maybe new somebody's here. Yeah. <laughs> you think, but maybe not. Oh, oh shit, oh man. Um I so last week I was really depressed and grumpy. So I may have been given troll uh, you, no, you know, so. you'll not given a fair shake or whatever. This week, though, I've I'm switched my mind back into freak mode, as uh, <laughs> Big Dog says. Oh, and uh, you know, I'm fuck. I'm back on my bullshit. I've been having great workouts. I'm watching just the funnest Japanese delinquent girl and splatter movies. Just having a great time this week. So there's uh, there's no no escape for Jung Yi from my criticism this week. This is a terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> It's not because I'm in a bad mood. This shit sucks. Ahead, I, I just feel like Blade Runner has infected uh, anybody's idea of what like a cyberpunk future movie should be. Well, I, to bring now that you bring up Blade Runner, there's another thing I wanted to bring up is um just how ugly sci-fi movies look now, right? They're just it's all fucking gray and bland. I know, yeah. like Blade, Blade Runner. Was, I mean, like as far as like the actual technical bits, CGI was okay in this movie, especially yeah. considering it's a Korean movie, but. But yeah, like the art direction is just like, oh yeah, the future's gonna be real depressing, huh? I guess Let's we know just, that. Uh, I mentioned it before. A lot of Korean movies look like this, where um, yeah, it looks expensive and slick, uh, but nothing's really—it's not really interesting to look at, is it? Right? You know what I mean? It's just here's some people on screen talking, and everything's gray. Oh, it's the future. Here's the future city where everything's yeah. gray and foggy. Green robots. Oh, these robots are blue gray. Huh? Yeah. I actually do kind of like how um, the final Jungie looks. The the robot with like her facial features. There's um, sexy enough. Gonna sex it up for me. Well, I like how it, it it really hits that the haunting, uncanny valley nature of it. Right where it's like, yeah, this does look pretty spooky. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get killed by these murder robots. <laughs> But yeah, it's got that problem. You know, technically, it looks good, right? You know, it's uh, oh wow, um, it looks like real life. You know, oh, it's expensive and slick, and 
the costumes are fine and they put some work in the backgrounds and blah 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 but there's like no depth or texture or anything interesting to it he doesn't <laughs> fucking young song oh doesn't know how to move the camera i mentioned this last week i'm pretty sure train to busan was a fluke and i'm sure of it after <laughs> watching this one <laughs> like uh let's see if he wrote train to busan because i feel like train to busan it survives just off of the screenplay and that performances because uh is definitely not the direction i mean it, he it, it's perfectly fine in train to busan right there's not anything amazing in it it's not a visual masterpiece but it's a well-made film but everything he's done after that has just been trash in my opinion um so it does look like tell us how you really feel about Jungi. i think it uh, Yun Sung Oh is listed as one of the writers for Train to Busan, but there's also uh, Pak Chu Suk. So I'm guessing. <laughs> you suck. Just guessing the fucking that's who saved the day on the story. And then, I mean, it's got like fucking Gong Yu and Ma uh, Dong Suk in it. So, like, some great actors. You're fucking carrying the movie. <laughs> But the Train to Busan sequel, Peninsula, is fucking hot garbage, and so is Jungi. I don't know about hot. I think he's like a like a lukewarm garbage at best. You know, yeah, like it's a, a, a warm garbage on a cool day. No, nah, it's cold diarrhea, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's cold diarrhea. Could you imagine shitting cold diarrhea? How terrible oh that would feel. Why would I do that? If that happened, you'd be like, oh my god, I'm dying. <laughs> I've been ice cream for days. <laughs> why is it coming out cold? Uh, so we got uh fucking Kim Hyun Hyunju is uh, Jung Yi. She uh she's in it, right? <laughs> right. You know? She's a robot, you know? all right. <laughs> she's in it. Um Ji Wan is uh E Seon. Uh, where's the, our lead actress? Why is she not listed on? Oh, there we go, Kong Su Yoon. And uh, that's you know fucking that's who's in it. <laughs> Um, Lee Dong Yi is the chairman, and we oh, about twenty minutes, half an hour of the movie, maybe. Oh, see, he's actually a, a cyborg too, who's just a, got a replicated brain of the original chairman, right? Oh, you mean uh, the director? Yeah, I kind of figured that one actually. What a fucking twist! <laughs> a twist. <laughs> I don't know if it's supposed to be, but there's like that revelation where like the. The one lady comes in and she's like, "Oh, he acts just like blah." And you're like, "Oh, he's a robot." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There's I, it's the thing is like there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of ideas in this movie um, that aren't explored. You know, like, the characters aren't explored. The mm. ideas that in themes that they kind of bring up aren't really they don't really go anywhere. Nope. No resolution really for anything. Just a little set dressing, it seems. Yeah, like. it's like you said. It's I mean, it's it's like they're like here. Here's a question I would like to pose. I don't know. Don't ask me what I think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, it's just like I don't know. He's just like uh, I'm guessing like um, Young Sungo like watched Ex Machina, and he's like, ah, I could do a better version of that. He was wrong though. <laughs> yeah, because um, I in the hands of another director. I think this would be a really interesting movie um, if they explored uh, the, the, some of the socio-political and philosophical elements that are just, you know, sprinkled in if they actually made that kind of what the movie was about. Um, and then, like I said, it really needs to lead up to just like a straight-up massacre at the end. 
of Jungle. Yeah, she needs to go crazy and just kill yeah, everybody yeah. instead of just finding a bunch of robots. And also, I think what would have made it better is if um, instead of her, as they're experimenting on her throughout the movie, instead of her being like a straight up robot, right, with metal bits and stuff, make it similar to Blade Runner so that the torture scenes, like, they're experiments, but have they're a little like bit torture. more uh, heft to them. Yeah, so um, I feel like you don't need to have the daughter have terminal cancer. Like she could have survived that. That that honestly feels like it's just in there to have the exposition bit about type A, B, and C. Yeah, and then like uh, maybe a little bit also to make it so she has like nothing to lose towards the end, right? But I don't know. Like I said, the the scene that. Where she it sets her off is oh they're gonna repurpose her for a sex robot and like oh that's too much for her. like for, for that really bothers me because that's like some reactionary politics bullshit right where it's like oh it's totally fine when I we were doing this to turn it into a killing machine to end a civil war for no we don't really know what the cause of the civil war is or what the differences are but that have, was fine. have you seen Gundam it's the same reason Gundam had a civil war. Yeah, but uh, in Gundam, there's, like, uh, quite a little bit more exploration of, like, the motivations for the division, right? And this is just like, yeah, so these people decided that they wanted to start a civil war. (laughs) So, oh, okay. What was any reason? It was states' rights. We did states' rights. I mean, colonists' rights. Because they're colonies. Space space colonists' rights. Whereas we did it for the Duchy of Zeon. Hail the Dutchie Zeon Space Colony Rats. That's a Gundam Wing is um Space Colony Rats, right? Um yeah, so they it when the torture scenes or the experimentation scenes, I think would have been better if um she was like, you know, flesh and bone. Sort of, you know, like they were producing uh, biological replicants or whatever and installing your mind into it. I think that would have made it more impactful. I mean, I got the gist of it anyways. Yeah, you shouldn't mistreat probably androids either right but i think to drive the point home for a a wider audience maybe make them make her more biological so that people like oh this is kind of disturbing that's i guess the big problem with this movie in general is uh, it doesn't want to be disturbing or provocative or incendiary in any way right it just is uh hey robot also doesn't want to be a fucking fun action movie either it's like hey let's try to cue a line here and it's like a no don't that doesn't work, idiot. Yeah, like wants to be um, an emotional exploratory drama of some kind, right? But then it doesn't have the guts to lean into any of those aspects, and then um, it's just like not also a good action movie or anything. So, fuck, man, they're, let, they're letting anybody make movies, huh? No, no, because we haven't made one yet. Not yet. I'm gonna remake this movie and just do it exactly how I did, and guess what? I'm gonna win. All kinds of Oscars. It's Oscar I'm season, baby. Oscars, baby. <laughs> I'm winning all the Oscars, baby. Baby, let me get those Oscars. Nah, Tom, Tom Cruise, Top, Top Gun, Maverick's gonna win Oscars. Um, I think I bet like everything, everywhere, all at once is actually gonna do really well. Is my feeling because a lot of the um, it it like appeals to like um regular people who are like, why doesn't Spider Man ever get nominated? And then also, it's like good enough that uh, it got like Spider-Man. got like critical, good critical reviews. You know, Spider-Man. I think it's a perfectly cute movie, but it stinks, and I don't like him. 
It's it's perfectly fine for what it is. It's it's cute. I hope Michelle Yeoh wins. I know like she doesn't need an Oscar. You know what I mean? Like um, Bong Joon Ho said, the Oscars are really local. You know, so she theoretically, I don't know if she personally cares too much about winning an Oscar because of all the accolades and achievements she's got in um, China and Hong Kong and Korea and you know all over Asia really. But um, I kind of hope she wins just because I love Michelle Yeoh. She doesn't love you back, okay? You need to stop. She would if she met me. You keep saying that, and you keep writing all those letters and sending all those pictures, and you, you know, put some more clothes on. Put some more. No, she needs to see the. She needs to see my hot bod. <laughs> she needs to see the the, the 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 magnificent sweater I call a chest. She needs to check out the milky white skin. Me and Seamus from the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> you have he is he's paler than you. I've never seen a paler man than Seamus. Yeah, he is the great white lord. What's crazy about Shamo from the WWE to just go off on tangent, Jung E man, fucking what? Uh, he uh, the when he first got into WWE, Vince McMahon was like, "We got to Irish him up. We got to dye his hair even redder." Well, it's like he's already like the most stereotypical Irish like motherfucker I've ever seen. Not enough for we gotta fucking. We, we, like they I chipped wanna, him right off the Blarney Stone. He's like, I want to smell the. Oh yeah, smell the fucking shamrock and corn beef, corn beef, corn cabbage stew wafts right off of them. Oh, you know, Shameless got a YouTube channel. I'm making Irish stew for for dinner tonight. Oh, I'm eating green chili stew. Been cooking all day. I made I made mine yesterday, but I'm eating. Mom talked about it when she came over today. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Shameless got a YouTube channel, right, where he works out with other WWE wrestlers. And I just randomly watched uh, the one he did with John Cena. And uh, John Cena is an insane person. Yeah, you didn't know that? Like, he, I mean, like, sinister. Like, I was watching this, and I was like, this guy's a psychopath. Like, he fucking, I I do not like John Cena at all. I, I was like, he really, he did like that condescending friendly like fucking tom cruise type shit you know what i mean he's seen like oh, a reptile yeah. or something he's I always like, oh. he's always giving me that kind of vibe i guess i'd, I'd never seen him not as like big match john you know because i like hadn't not, not explored too much of his wrestling career or you know what i mean i just thought he was just kind of a goofy wrestler well, he had that uh he wasn't there was that uh that reality show with the bella twins right uh, yeah he was on every once in a while and it's not like Koopa's regularly watching it, but every once in a while we'd catch like 15 or 20 minutes of it. Mm-hmm. And he was just so fucking weird. So yeah. weird. And it's like in a, that was still like a controlled setting. So, yeah, it, um, I, I did not like the vibe that John Cena was putting off. Like, I, he, he uh, I could easily see him like killing and dismembering a woman or something. Like, I'm dead serious. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. He gave well, I mean, only if they crossed him and got in his way. Or, no, maybe just like for the thrill of it and knowing he could get away with it. You know what I mean? Like he he gave off very sinister vibes. <laughs> uh, luckily, he wasn't at the Royal Rumble last night. Thank you. Oh, God. that's good. Good one. Good. Yeah. Did you end up watching the Royal Rumble? Yeah, I watched Royal Rumble last night. I mean, even if I couldn't get Peacock to work from our parents, I was, I'd just watch it illegal anyways, which I do with most wrestling <laughs> when I feel like it. There's just there's like hella websites that just have wrestling on them streaming. Oh yeah, them. I mean like that's sometimes like, you know, if I can't get a basketball game, even though I have the goddamn NBA league pass. Yeah, you can't control the internet, buddy. 
The internet can do what it wants. You could get Jung E for free. You don't even need to sign up for Netflix. Torn it. Don't tell them that we gotta we gotta weasel our way into like a Netflix sign up link. Use Netflix deal, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is promo code VHS cult or content sewer or some shit. Netflix exclusive. You gotta get Netflix. You know what? Most people are um don't know how to like down torrent movies or anything anyway. So it doesn't matter if I say, oh yeah, just torrent it. They have no fucking clue what that is or how to do it. Yeah, but they, everybody just buys those sticks off eBay these days, right? And then just like I go on there and I type in the movie I want and I download it and. They don't. They don't ignore the emails they get from their uh, internet provider. Oh, really? Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah, but you still had to pay for that shit, losers. <laughs> you paying for movies? <laughs> paying for shit? <laughs> fucking losers! You pay for Jungy? You dummies! Netflix! You fucking dummies! You paid for this? <laughs> you paid for this shit? You paid God, for yeah. they pay for a lot. We watched a lot of shit that I'm surprised. Like, yeah, you paid for this shit, Netflix. On one hand, it's cool that these, like, you know, you know, I got to make a movie. You know, they're funding Korean shit, and there's, uh, I almost picked a Taiwan movie next week, but I have something more fun to do. Um, you know what I mean? So there's lots of. It's cool that they're uh, funding movies in lots of different places for lots of different people, but at the same time, it's. It is a lot of garbage. It's just been so much garbage. Holy shit. <laughs> this is the one piece of trivia on Jungie. It's... <laughs> holy shit. It's actor, about guns? <laughs> actor Kong Soo-yoon suffered a cardiac arrest after collapsing from her cerebral hemorrhage. Immediately, she was transported to the local Gangnam Severance Hospital. There, she was admitted to the ICU and comatose. After receiving two days of medical treatment in the hospital, she died at 3 p.m. on May 7th, 2022. Wait, which actress? The main actress. Oh, my. Well, that was fun to hear. What the fuck? <laughs> I think I caught something about that at the end of the movie, but I wasn't really paying attention at that point. Damn. Well, that's, I'm s- uh, that's crazy to me. She... She was 1966 to 19. She wasn't very old. The <laughs> she was only 55. I guess like a cerebral hemorrhage is usually kind of random, right? Mm, yeah. Well, <laughs> that was a bummer. Maybe Jung Yi is a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, like that. That sucks. That was the last movie she was in, though. Guess she was like she was a big deal in the her no she's got a huge ass career damn she was a child actress in the seventies and eighties she break through and she took the role as a vulnerable teenager teenager Akneo in M Quantex directed movie The Surrogate Woman she looks like she, wait a minute she didn't look super familiar to me but it seems as though she might have been a big deal well I don't know a, a lot deal. about Korean big deals I'm yeah i do kind of yeah but from like a certain age group i feel like the 55 oh, yeah older group probably falls out of uh the people you're familiar with yes that's true yeah because my knowledge of like korean she and uh, my sassy girl the, yeah it starts in like the late 90s <laughs> <laughs> starts with uh the joint security area <laughs> Man, well, rest in peace. That sucks, man. Like, you know, we all of our days are numbered. You never know when it's going to happen. Like I said, unless you're me, I know exactly how I'm going to die. <laughs> me too, on the toilet, just like Elvis. No, I'm going to... Um, this podcast is going to take off. I'm going to start a feud with uh, 
Logan Paul, and then I'm gonna wrestle him at WrestleMania, and he's gonna accidentally kill me. Logan Paul? If you accidentally get killed by Logan Paul, I'm gonna be so disappointed in you. Uh, Not only he, that, I have to then kill Logan Paul. Logan Paul seems pretty dangerous in the ring, so <laughs> I think it'd be pretty easy for him to make a mistake and kill someone. <laughs> God, that would yes. That was the worst part of the Royal Rumble, by the way. He was that, in the Royal Rumble. I don't know. I have no idea what happened in WWE. Logan Paul. Logan Paul. Well, I, well, you I, about to sell the, the Saudi Arabians. So. Yeah, I uh, don't fuck with WWE at all. I kind of don't fuck with wrestling, aside from like New Japan occasionally. And I just, I do really like the Royal Rumble. It is my favorite. Yeah, like, exactly. I just like felt in the mood to watch the Royal Rumble, and I know like the WWE has like a shit hot women's division, right? So I was excited to watch the women's Royal Rumble. Uh, fucking Logan Paul. I was like, oh my god, I can't watch WWE. This is, you know, what I mean, it's just like so. I know there's probably people on the roster at WWE and backstage and ball that are all like trash people, but I don't know. No, like, I wouldn't say that judging by the history of wrestling. But like to have like the such prominence to Logan Paul, who is like actively in the process of like scamming people and abusing people and you know what i mean he's just such a trash person and like i don't whatever he's on the wwe and no one cares you know what i mean like can you imagine like watching the royal rumble with a group of wrestling fans and they're cheering for logan paul and you're just sitting there like fucking you serious you know what i mean it makes me like not want to have anything to do with wrestling because of that level of well who gives a fuck he's uh athletic you know I don't fuck, who cares if he can kind of go in the ring? He's a bitch. <laughs> I don't, well, you would say that to his face. I would, man. I'm way bigger than Logan Paul. Fuck him up. <laughs> Logan Paul's a bitch. I, like, well, I just, you know, I'm just not surprised. It's, yeah. It's just, I mean, so Vince McMahon's back. Uh, you know, I should get out there and give me those big boys. And so the kids love the Logan Paul, those yeah. weird little internet boys. And that's the, the kids that would dig wrestling and dig with the shit Vince McMahon's into, you know? Big, tight, muscly boys and, you know, steak roll-ups with ketchup. I watch in WWE not because of the big, muscly boys. I like the big, muscly women. <laughs> <laughs> those that's what I'm thighs, those big, meaty thighs. Hell yeah, man. Women professional wrestlers are like, that's... That's Apex. This is so gorgeous. <laughs> Rhea Ripley. She's got no some, idea. She's fucking jacked, man. <laughs> fucking jacked. Anyhow, um, Jung E. No, there wasn't E. There wasn't any muscle babes in Jung E, was there? No. You're really stretching if you think. I mean, Jung E is the muscliest babe in it. When they show her sex doll from behind, I was like, oh, pretty impressive. But I was, I was thinking, you know, that's not real. <laughs> that was a sex doll. <laughs> you got a point. You know, I get you. You can't fool Kyle. Jung Yi, played by Kim Hyun Joo. Let's see if I know her from anything. I know her from Jung Yi. She was in that. I saw that. <laughs> Your knowledge of Korean isn't as good as you thought. I mean, so here's the thing about it was me. of those variety shows you watch. Well, yeah, here's the thing about me being a Koreaboo. Uh, I know a little bit about K-pop and Korean variety shows, and then the Korean movies I watch like aren't um, necessarily uh, mainstream Korean movies. Yeah, mainstream Korean movies. I, I watch different kinds of Korean movies, sir. That's Indie correct. Indie Korean movies. Well, I mean, underground. Uh, obviously, like Bong Joon Bong Joon Ho and uh, Park uh, Park Chan Wook and stuff are like hella popular in Korea too and stuff, but um. 
I do. I'm not trying to watch like the big top biggest blockbusters in Korea type movies very often. You know, Lord knows I am Western movies. Anyways, <clears throat> nah, I don't recognize it from nothing. Machine Avatar Way of the Water. <clears throat> you wish. No, I don't. I was going to try to watch all the Academy Award movies this year, but now I don't know if I want to watch Avatar Way of the Water. Yeah, I just don't have any desire to watch it. It's, you know, whatever. I also don't really watch Top Gun, but I guess I may as well. Nah, I'm not going to watch Top Gun. Tom Cruise is a good actor. Danger Zone? But, is it Danger Zone in it? Is Kenny Loggins on it? Tom Cruise is a good actor. I don't particularly like him, um, especially not in his really masturbatory action-y type movies you know like that's been his like his whole career tra- trajectory since like the mid 2000s i guess maybe even the late 90s where yeah i just do stunts in in movies it's like i don't think any of the mission impossible movies are very good and i haven't seen one since the second one was john woo one yeah motorcycles yeah. fight motorcycle fight <laughs> hell yeah john woo let's look at some letterbox reviews of jung E. I like this one it's one star it says jung meh <laughs> got him Pretty accurate though. It's, it's yeah, it was succinct and to the point, and they, you know, and like that's the problem with it is it's uh, it's not a bad movie. It's just um, got nothing to say. It's not about anything, and the characters are pretty uh, shallow. And I didn't care about what was going on a lot of the time. Two stars. Why do people hate this movie so much? I don't know, man. You gave it two stars. <laughs> you, you don't seem to like it that much either, dude. Uh, Alright, let's, let's check out some five-star reviews. Going into this movie with knowing next to nothing about it is probably why I found Intonbei oh, it to be one of the better movies I've seen in a long time. The only thing that away from the only thing it took away from it is that it was dubbed you can switch that my guy if you like sci-fi movies i highly recommend this one mm. wrong everything in there is just wrong <laughs> <laughs> it was dubbed it's if I, you can switch it to subtitles i know you watched it on netflix since you can't fucking type yeah i mean it's pretty easy to switch to too five stars sad the guy in charge is a piece of shit okay. which guy in charge are the, the old man yeah that's yeah true. like the director i guess he just, yeah, he just fucking doesn't care about people at all. Yeah, but uh, a, a, accurate representation of actual figures in that sort of position, though, right? Yeah, that's how you get to be in the CEO of a major corporation is by largely not caring about your decisions and how they affect people. Oh, I've been saying otherwise, in, it's really hard to fucking lay off twelve thousand people. I've been saying her name wrong. It's uh, Kong Su Yun, not Yun. I apologize. Oh, well, it's the fucking the way it was romanized on IMDb was wrong. I'll romanize your face. Uh, but you rest in peace. That's what this person says. Five stars. May her soul rest in peace. Our beloved Kong Su Yun. Five stars. <laughs> rest <laughs> in peace, Kong Su Yun. I don't really have much to say about the movie. Rest in peace. Interstellar meets Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Ugh, mm-mm, gross. No. Mm-mm. What Interstellar? Yeah, because um, <laughs> space—they're <laughs> in space. No, so they're, they're on Earth. Oh yeah, but like they're talking about um, you know, the space colonies. The, space colonies. The, the Dutchess, yeah. yeah. Oh, five what? stars. <laughs> so creative! Oh my god, the design and style of it is amazing. Robotic things are interesting, so it pleased my brain a lot. Definitely recommend it. Is <laughs> this person needs to watch more movies? Oh, it's so creative. 
It's it's just, I love it. It's a bad version of fifty other movies that have been made. <clears throat> I absolutely love this movie. I cried twice. Wow. The idea of brain replication is so dystopian and interesting, especially how it's used for capitalism. It's especially interesting with all these deep fakes we've been seeing recently. You're right. It is an interesting concept. It would have been cool if they explored that in the film. Yeah, fucking Westworld explored it better than this movie. Yeah, and Westworld fucking sucks. <laughs> My big thing about this That's movie... Five glorious seasons. It was not at all what I expected. I thought fucking she was going to be running around shooting shit. Yeah, yeah, I think he pitched it to me as like Terminator meets RoboCop or some shit. Well, I mean, there's definitely RoboCop ingredients in there, right? Like when, because when I, when I watched the trailer, they really highlighted the part where um they like woke her up from the simulation and she's like, where's my body? What's going on? And I was like, ah, RoboCop shit. Because, you know, RoboCop's like all fucked up from becoming RoboCop. You're talking about, like, yeah, RoboCop body horror shit. That's barely in here, too. Well, I mean, like, the psychology aspect of RoboCop. The the Jesus metaphor of RoboCop. (laughs) But, um, yeah, that's not in there, either. I mean, it's a little little dash, just like everything else. Five stars. I watched this Netflix original on Netflix. Yeah, That was important important information to put on there. Uh, This starts, like, the future war part of the Terminator franchise. Nope. Nope. but then it expands to a larger question about humanity versus products yeah that's not in terminator huh no terminator doesn't have that in there (laughs) (laughs) this is amazing and completely impressive i wish there was a way to reply to these people is that what you're gonna say no no i was thinking like maybe to sign up for letterboxd and review movies like they have like a um like some sort of questionnaire you can fill out right to like help make the algorithm smarter and then I could sort the reviews by like, um, sm- not smarter people, but like these people watch more movies, or you know what I mean? Like, cause, uh, these people review these movies better, and yeah, because like these are all, it's all like normie people shit, you know? Like, normie. <laughs> I sat down, I turned on Netflix, I watched Jungie, I thought it was pretty good. It's like, I guess, you know, if you fucking, you never watched any other movie. <laughs> I really like this movie. I thought it was a good balance of action and emotion. No, there's not enough action, and the emotion's really shallow and flat. No, it's, you know, sad about her, sad about her kid. Five stars, not just another post-apocalyptic flick. Heart emoji. I, yeah, okay. I guess, except for it is stupid bitch. <laughs> Shoulder. <laughs> Or him, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what their gender is. Another really good Korean film. Comedy, drama, and action. Was there comedy in it? Yeah, the... the Director's like kind of like... The uh, director, project director's kind of funny at times. He's like a cheese ball. He's like annoying. Yeah, sort That's of. That's what I mean. If you're like an idiot, <laughs> you thought that was funny, I guess. But I was just like, this guy sucks. Yeah, yeah. The, the entire time, the first fifteen minutes, I'm like, man, this guy's really out of place. I'm like, oh wait, he's probably he's probably a replica. <laughs> yeah, this guy doesn't understand comedy at all. Hmm. He must be a robot. <laughs> Five that's stars. Real too. I mean, someone doesn't understand comedy. Like, yeah, that's probably a robot. No, this one. This is the best. All right, this is the best fucking review. This is the last one I'm gonna read. This is the final word on Jungie. You ready? Got it. Yeah. I'm Five excited. stars. Five stars. I have a real problem with falling asleep during movies, but it was so good. I fell asleep near the end, but my mom woke me up in time for the ending. So good. (laughs) 
Hell yeah. He didn't fall asleep in this one. That's how he knew it was good. Oh, here's another stupid one. No, you said you were done as a fun word. I want to make fun of this one because this guy doesn't realize, like, it's just a Korean name. He's uh, he's created a a little bit of a scenario in his post. You know, like when people do meme formats, like with characters and things. It goes, Dad, Dad, what's a Jung-E? And the response is, well, it's not quite a Carl Jung. And it's not quite a Wally, but man, <laughs> to answer your question, I don't know. Oh, I, I fucking, it's just a Korean name, you fucking nerd. And Carl what? Young's name is pronounced Carl Young, not Carl Jung. Piece of shit. Fucking letterbox, these fucking nerds, they don't know shit. I honestly don't even understand the joke he's trying to make. I, he just sucks, man. He sits down on Netflix and gives five stars to Jung Yi. He doesn't know <laughs> shit. Netflix now just only has is a, it's a thumbs up, the thumbs down, and the really thumbs down, right? Oh, I don't you know. Like it, you, you don't like it. You fucking hate it. I, this I can't stand living in this society with these people anymore. <laughs> I want to go live on a mountain. Or return to monkey. Return to monkey. Who worry about banana? Banana. Yeah, that sucks, man. People are fucking dumb. I fall asleep watching this movie. I give it five stars. <laughs> you know what? I was falling asleep watching it, too. I think I told you that before we started. Like, I texted you, and I was like, yeah, I was falling asleep. I gotta, gotta wake my ass up to do this podcast. I was falling asleep. I was falling asleep during the movie, too, towards the end. I'm like, okay. <laughs> right. Better wake myself up, get a donut. That's crazy, too, because this is one of the um, most generously paced movies we've watched recently. Yeah, right? it is. Actually, it's probably the better paced movies. It's only like an hour and a half. Movies. It's only an hour and a half. They don't have a lot of fat in it. Um, they don't have a lot of flavor in it, either. Yeah, well, fat where's where the flavor comes from sometimes, yeah. too. Yeah, so not a lot of meat on the bone. Um so it's not a very sustaining meal, but, uh, you know, not high calorie either, I guess. <laughs> Fuck, man. It, that's kind of what the movie was like. It was just kind of like, you know, you eat like porridge or something. You're like, all right, I guess, because I'm sick, I'll eat some porridge. I got to be honest with you. I, I eat a hearty oatmeal. It keeps me full for like four or five hours at least. Yeah. I don't you know. know some, put some protein powder in there, some peanut butter, some trail mix. You got yourself a fucking good meal. I can't. I can't put protein powder in mine in case my kidneys are gonna explode. Remember? Oh yeah, I forgot about your bum kidneys. Nah, there. I don't know if there's anything wrong with them yet. I have to go get another blood test on Tuesday. Maybe it'll be fine. I'm convinced it was just because I drank a couple days before I did that last blood test. I guess we'll find out then later this week, listeners. You'll know probably in the next episode if I'm dying or not. I have to get on dialysis at 36 years old. <laughs> I guess that would be um. A real cautionary tale for the listeners, though. Like, don't be an alcoholic, because uh, apparently it might catch up with you. <laughs> Is it was your kidney function really that bad? I don't think that's what the... No, because, uh, like, most of the, everything else was fine. I just had, like, uh, excess creatinine for some reason, which could just be from dehydration, apparently. But um, when I did first stop drinking, uh, I don't know, was it like four or five years ago? It was not too long before we started the first podcast. But whenever that was, I got the blood, first blood test I got around that time period. My kidneys and liver were really fucked up. But it should be fine now, I guess. We'll find out next week. Tune in, listeners. Brave well, let's be listeners. honest. How, how much uh, HGH horse growth stem are you taking? I've never taken any of that stuff. Come on, dear. You're all, you're all, you're all rooted up. You're all, 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 you're all,
If it was easy to get, like, uh, testosterone or some shit, I'd probably do it. Fuck it. Oh, it's super <laughs> easy to get. You can get online. Oh, really? Yeah, but I don't, like, want to... I don't know. It still seems sketchy. Like, I mean, actually... You already have the blood test. As a cis male, right, it actually would be pretty easy for me to get testosterone. They're, they love giving that shit out to, to um, dudes. Yeah, there's 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 those weird online doctors you can go to to get them. I mean, yeah. they're as legitimate as anything. And you do going you go to a regular pharmacy to pick it up. Yeah, it's hard to get it if you're a trans man, though, right? I don't know. Why would I worry? I'm not a trans man. I don't know the rules. Probably jump through a lot of hoops. But man, I'm sure it is because uh, tra- trans people have a lot of hoops. Jump through for fucking everything. It seems like they'll give it out like candy. Those goddamn boomers. Oh, well, uh, that's Jung E for you, huh? I give it a four out of ten. It's not like the worst movie we've watched, but it's pretty, pretty nothing. Yeah, nothing I'm with you. It's like a when, four uh, out of ten. Remember when the boomer conservatives was, oh, it's a nothing burger. A Why did they say that? Burger. I don't know. They're stupid. That's so corny. Oh, well, um, Jung E, it was, it was, you know, it was a movie. It kind of looked like a TV show, but it was a movie. You know, it didn't look like... They didn't put that much money into it. A lot of space-age hallways looked like... What's that episode of uh, Mandalorian when they're on, like, the prison ship or whatever with... Uh, with uh, Bill Burr? Bill Burr from Space Boston. And uh, you know how the, the, whole, the whole episode, it just looks like they're walking down the same space hallway? Yeah, I'm from Space Boston. <laughs> Was Bill Burr just saying that the entire time? Yeah, that was kind of what the back, the sets and junk. Well, I mean, that's yeah, that's how you do it. You know, Star Trek has a lot of hallway scenes. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's a lot of space hallways shot from a couple different angles. Um, yeah, whatever. That's uh, content super. What are we watching next week? Uh, I have a random choice. I'm gonna roll a dice. I got a six sided die. The standard. I thought we were gonna watch die. a Taiwanese movie. Nope, I'm oh. doing random, and uh, you don't want number five. Here we go. Don't want five. Why not? It doesn't matter because we got number one. What's number one? Number one's a Jimmy Fox movie. The Day Shift or Day Shift. I can't remember which one it is. I have a oh, fucking the acronym listed up. Vampire one? Yeah, the Vampire one. Take that off my list. Jimmy Fox one of the most talented men in entertainment. Um, I don't understand why he didn't go. Why he's not like, you know, number one, the greatest star of all time. I have I have a few ideas about why. Yeah, right me too. On. I think uh, <laughs> I think you know it's just timing probably wasn't right, right for him. Yeah, you know he just he didn't uh, he didn't grease the right palms or whatever. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So day shift. We'll watch that next week. It'll be content sewer again next week. We'll do the podcast every week, no problem. No no skin off my back. That's the phrase, right? Yeah, no skin off my back. No problem. I can do it. I can get up. I can get out there. Do a little podcasting. Not me. I'm just gonna get get down, get slow, get low. Get down maybe with not, sickness. Yeah, maybe not do some podcasting. No, I'm not gonna get down with sickness. I don't. Yeah. Uh, real quick before I do my final spiel about going to the website and everything, I just remembered something that I needed to ask you about and get your input on. I don't know if you'll be able to help me because it's uh, outside of our wheelhouse culturally. But I was uh, I was speaking of Korean and watching Korean media. I was watching some some Korean media K-pop stuff, um, but this K-pop girl happened to be Japanese. They were talking about skin tone, and she said, in Japan, we say people have soy sauce, salt, or sugar for their skin tone. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. And I thought about it more, 
And I was mm-hmm. like, the soy sauce makes sense. And I guess the sugar being on the other side of the spectrum, that's like the sometimes you see Japanese people that are like hella white, like the blood vessely white. But what would yeah. salt be? What the fuck is salt? Salt and sugar know. look the same. Oh no no! You know, <laughs> I have uh, I've held this story in for a while. Actually, I have a couple stories about Japan, but in their strange racism. But I know a Japanese dude. Parents are both Japanese. I guess he's American, right? He's an American mm. dude. Both parents are Japanese. He was born in America. I think his dad was probably born in America too. Uh, but he went over to Japan to see family, and they yeah. uh, referred to him. Uh, is a Japanese word for banana, I believe. You know, yellow on the outside, but white on the inside. Yeah. So, you know, just real fun stuff like that. So I don't understand. It's probably got some weird racist tones. Uh, oh, no, no. So the, there's definitely a hierarchy of skin tone in East Asia that actually predates Western. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's a, So it's a class thing more than a race thing. Or I mean, at this point, it's probably been reinforced by some Western cultural hegemony and racism and stuff but it did start out as a class thing and this existed in parts of europe too right if you're outside working in the sun um you're gonna have darker skin and then the rich people got to stay inside they had lighter skin so it existed it exists in a lot of parts of the world so that's like where their the, their colorism kind of comes from but like the i don't know the soy sauce sugar salt sugar thing to me is like it wasn't it didn't blow my mind because i realized there's colorism in japan and stuff and like the soy sauce makes sense because there's some people some japanese people that naturally are gonna have darker skin and then also people that work outside or people that spend a lot of time outside they're gonna be darker soy sauce and then sugar makes sense because it's at the very far end sometimes you see japanese people that are well i guess what kind of salt are they used to too because if they get like more like a you know like a sea salt like a himalayan Mm -hmm. pink sea salt I don't know. I would guess, yeah, because if it is like that Himalayan salt, then they might, then the salt might be the like pink white, right? Yeah, that's what I'm getting yeah. at. Or even a dirtier, like a dirtier, like a lighter brown, like a dirtier brown. Yeah. Well, if Depending you're on where they source their salt from, if you're a listener from Japan and you understand this phrase, um, email me at probably Kyle and McVentureProductions.com. I'm curious. Email, he definitely checks. Uh, I get it. Uh, I check it once in a while. <laughs> I'll check it out. Uh, yeah, to let me know what's the deal, huh? What's what's the color spectrum like here? Salt and sugar to me, they look the same. So, what's, but they what's don't the taste deal? the same. I'll tell you that, baby. That's right. Uh, but otherwise, go to vhskvlt.com, vhscult.com. You can listen to other podcasts. You can donate to the Patreon. You can share the link with friends and family. You can share with people you hate. I don't even care. Just get it out there. Let people know. Content Seward's here. They're rating all the Netflix original films. We're going to get through them all. We won't be stopped. We're going to... Luckily, Netflix will probably go out of business eventually, and we can just keep going and catch up. Otherwise, I don't know if we're going to get to all of them. Oh, I plan to. I'm on, I am I refuse to die until it happens. We'd have to like start recording this podcast every day. <laughs> I will refuse to die until this well, at happens. At this point, Netflix is releasing like multiple movies a week. I think they just don't, you know, you don't know about them most of the time. I mean, I hardly know about any shit on Netflix until we start doing this podcast, and then I was like, all right, I guess I'll pay attention to like what they release. Anyhow, Netflix is a joke. Everything you think is cool, I probably I have a critical opinion of it. 
Um, Extremely critical opinion. Yeah, you can ask me about it on my email. Send an email. Um, I'll answer you on the podcast where you can't reply back and I have all the power. Fucking loser. Anyways, content sewer. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye. Mm-hmm.